Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome to the podcast that really, really, really needs to start doing some sort of basic quality control on the programmes that it watches as source material. My name is possibly Marcus Brayburn. Hey, I'm Tavi. And together we are the the Detective Inspectors. That will do. That's, that, that is our, our, our raison d'etre. The, mm-hmm. the, the absolute, the barest minimum of quality control. Using the that will do, yep. that will do system. It's it's done us all right so far in, in pretty much every aspect of our lives. So True enough. It worked yeah. for the producers of the programme we're watching today. It certainly did. So, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Would you would, yeah. you, would you, would you like me to tell you what the barest minimum of a television programme we were watching today? Hmm. <laughs> then I will do that because fire away <laughs> excellent okay so um, this series ran from 1974 to 1974 uh, the <laughs> 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 so uh, so you can tell uh, you can tell that we're dealing with a, 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 a proper success um, and when you I, I think I think when you hit perfection, you just have to stop. Why make more episodes when you have nailed the genre in such spectacular fashion? No, no, actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sometimes, sometimes less is more, um, and I could certainly have done with less of this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so Over me both. Uh, so this episode re- uh, first aired on the nineteenth of December, nineteen seventy-four. Um, called the Secret Garden, which is, as we'll find out, a little bit of a sort of like misnomer. Um, and episode thirteen of Father Brown. Father Brown. Okay, a uh, slight technical hitch there. You may have missed some of the podcast gold we just laid out for you but um it a recording a, issue has occurred it was amazing so um apologies for that. The, yeah if you did miss any at all then it was definitely the funniest stuff that we've ever done um so father brown definitely falls into the religious busybody detective subgenre. Uh, he's he played by kenneth brown uh, big Hollywood star in the 50s was in oh, some really? quite notable movies yeah he was in a night to remember oh um, he was in something else that I saw the name of that surprised me. A big famous film. Uh, that, uh, that you couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on. He was also in... Uh, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. This is good. This is again, good podcast. Again with the, uh, again with the professionalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he was in something that you've definitely heard of and would go, Wow. Okay. He was in the Thirty Nine Steps. Oh, okay. The yeah. uh, the Hitchcock. Um... The film, the film yeah. by Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Anyway, this is very much Father Brown is very much at the tail end of his career. He mm. did a few things after this, but not a great deal. Um, this episode finds Father Brown in France at the home of the. Uh, Parisian chief of police, would you say? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't quite. He was either like a judge or a chief of police, or he was he was someone of authority who lived in a um, lived in like a massive chateau. Um, could a you, chateau uh, that looks like a medieval castle, uh, made out of cardboard. Um, <laughs> made out of cardboard and made out of cardboard yesterday. This is a building that looks to have been made three hundred years ago and not aged one single day. 
Um, could you um, could you enlighten me and, and tell me one defining feature about this um, <laughs> about this building? Um. Well, there is, uh, and I'm not sure we mentioned it earlier, so I'll mention it again. There is a secret garden, which is not a secret. It's a massive garden with a huge wall around it. There is no way in or out of the garden. There is also only one door into this house. There is no tradesman's entrance for now, for now. No, um, f- no front garden. Um, no like, front garden. Which really seems to... Uh, I couldn't quite work out whether it was like... Uh, whether it really pissed off Father Brown or whether he was just... He just couldn't understand the concept of the fact that there was a house without a fucking front garden. <laughs> He's very, very perplexed about that fact, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, but... You know, keep bear that in mind because I think I think that's going to play heavily into the, in the in the plot. <laughs> I, I think so. I think the fact of the matter is what they've done here in this program is created in the most obvious exponent uh, exposition heavy manner uh, a, a, a situation where the people in the house are the people in the house and there is no one else that can possibly be involved in this plot. Yeah. Um... But the thing, you know, this this is obviously a, you know, it's 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 a well used trope, um, you know, it's very much kind of like the the uh, like Agatha Christie um, sort of thing. But you never really, you most other sort of programs like detective sort of uh, mysteries, they don't really have to hammer home the point quite as much as they do it. That like you can just take it for granted that these people who are in the house are the suspects because yeah. Because they're the only fucking people there. <laughs> but they really, they do, they do layer it on enormously thickly that that is the case. Yeah. And we yeah. are in danger of of layering it on even more thickly now. <laughs> but that's okay because it's important. It's it, obviously it, important. It is. I mean, I, I am going to remind you, sort of, like periodically through the recording uh, about the. Um, <laughs> about the architecture and design of of house and said garden yeah particularly the garden please Uh, yes i think that's a bit i might forget so so if you could constantly remind me about the garden yep the least secret garden the least secret garden that also is uh, doesn't seem to have any kind of paths and just has random hedgerows like uh, that people have to kind of stagger through i'm not (laughs) it's (laughs) maybe the it, it's true. Maybe the secret about the garden is there's no gardener. <laughs> Maybe the, it should be called the secret gardener, but they only had limited characters. Well, it would be kind of nice if the gardener, like the gardener, was the person that died. It would like explains why everything's so fucking overgrown. <laughs> well, maybe it was. That's that's true. So um, why don't you uh, why don't you take us through um, uh, the uh, what there is of the plot and the characters. Okay, well, well, well. Basically, the whole thing seems to centre around there's a guy called Louis Becker who is about to be executed and the chief of police, whose name is Aristide Valentin, it's his house, he is upset about this. He basically caught this guy and got him brought to justice but now is upset that he's being executed despite the fact that that appears to be the law in France at the time. Um, uh, we just say we, we we kind of hear about this because he's reading a because um, he's reading a newspaper with an article about himself in it. Um, yeah. Did you happen? Did you happen to notice the name of the newspaper? La Guillotine. The Guillotine. So uh, <laughs> it's effectively like <laughs> it's it's effectively like picking up a news. Oh, it's the Daily Gas Chamber. Like you know, <laughs> that, that is not it's, the name. <laughs> that is not the name of a newspaper. <laughs> it's, I think it might have been. I think historically there may have been a newspaper called La Guillotine. <laughs> really? I believe so. Yeah. I'm t- I mean, I'm plucking that from the air, but I do believe that may have been the case at some point. <laughs> Anyway, well, anyway, 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 they, they, they've always cut the headlines. <laughs> oh dear! See, I tried to interrupt you then, so you couldn't make that bad joke, but you went uh, ahead and made it anyway. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I if went. You'll want. I went ahead. Um. <laughs> okay, let's all take a breath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Uh, where was I? See, I've lost my track now. That joke was so funny. I can't remember where I was. <laughs> bastard. So anyway, he goes off. He's having a dinner party, basically, this chief of police, and he is invited what can only be described as an assortment of twats around to be his guests. And I guess the quickest way to do this is to run through the guests, which I have helpfully listed, and we can talk about Excellent. briefly each of the guests and what they bring to the dinner party. <laughs> it's a whole smorgasbord of cuntery. <laughs> it is. That's very nicely put. Um, so you've got Aristide... Valentin, the chief of police. Yep. He is the chief of police. And host of said gathering. Yeah, at one point he takes, he goes off to see the condemned man and tell the condemned man that he tried to save him, which he thinks <laughs> is going to, in some way, be yeah. some source of comfort to the man that's about yeah. to have his head chopped a- off. Absolutely comforting. There's also a weird scene where he, he's got like a flower in his lapel, mm. decides to take it off because, for you know, condemned men don't deserve to smell flowers or something. Well, he doesn't uh, want to see it. He, he thinks it would be... He thinks it would be tactless to go and see the man that he arrested and got convicted of murder with a flower in his lapel. He's got better things on his mind. (laughs) The thing that's tactless is going to see the man that you convicted and is now about to have his head cut off. Then you've got a flower in your lapel as well. It's really neither here nor there. Perhaps you could take him the latest edition of The Guillotine. (laughs) (laughs) Just to really fucking hammer it home. I thought you might want to look at La Football. (laughs) Um, So you've got him... Uh, you've then got Julius Brain, Mr. Brain, calling Mr. Brain, calling Mr. Brain. Yeah. Um, he I, is I know what an I want, American. I want <laughs> <laughs> he, he is an American. He he is not, though. He is the worst American. Uh, like, the genuinely, the, the crappiest accent. <laughs> All, this is one of my problems with this programme. There are people who are supposed to be French, people who are not supposed to be French... Some of the people who are supposed to be French are speaking in the allo allo French uh, yeah. accent style, and other people who are supposed to be French, like the police commissioner, is just talking in his normal voice. It's like, yeah. <laughs> did they just say, do it if you want, don't do it if you don't want? Yeah, yeah fuck it. Yes. <laughs> no one cares. No one's going to be watching this in what, sort of like, um, <laughs> 38 years' time. <laughs> it's. Um... <laughs> I can tell you for a fact it's 43 years time because this was first aired just a few days before I was born. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see that I've aged better than Father Brown. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've certainly aged better than most of the people in it. That's, well, most of the people in it are dead. <laughs> My point exactly. Um... So he's an American gazillionaire, I think, and he is apparently in the habit of giving loads of money to religions. Uh, um, yeah, the, you've uh, then the, got... Multiple religions. Um, multiple religions. You've then got the Galloways, Lord Galloway, Lady Galloway, and their daughter, Lady Margaret Graham. Um, they are posh. Uh, he's basically like the major in Faulty Towers, but more of a dick. Very <laughs> much so. Very much so. The major in Faulty Towers was actually in the episode. Oh really? Oh okay. The guy, the guy in the tin hat. Did you watch episode uh, one? Yeah. Oh fuck! I knew I recognised him. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was a major in Forty Towers. So um, good link. Nice, nicely done. You then have got uh, uh, a foreign legion commander, and that is Tywin Lannister from Game yeah. of Thrones. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, his name is Commandant Neil O'Brien. He's a looks like a confused child in a uniform. Um, <laughs> uh, Is yeah. that your comment on war? Uh, my comment on war. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's, um, he basically was in the com- He was in Lord Galloway's regiment, and was in love with Lord Galloway's daughter, the Lady Margaret Graham, and he absconded from a court martial in suspicious circumstances and join the French Foreign Legion because why not? Yep. Um, a fine a fine fighting force. Um, you then have uh, you then have the Duchess of Mont Saint Michel, who is apparently Aristide Valentin's mistress. Right. 
Um, she is also quite posh. Uh, with the uh, aforementioned uh, Louise Brooks Bob. Um, that's that's, that's her. her. Yeah. That's her, yeah. Bob Lady. You then have Dr. Bernard Simon. You know, he's a doctor because he's got glasses on. Uh, and looks a little bit like a hamster, so that's that's the only thing I've been <laughs> able to do. <laughs> Which is the only thing I've been able to think about when I'm watching this. <laughs> Just like... I was literally about to mention something about his slightly hamsterish teeth. <laughs> That just poke out between his lips like they're looking for a, a peanut. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to rodent shame people, but fuck me. <laughs> he does have that look. Yeah. Um, you then have got Beaumont, the assistant. He is a Frenchman that is attempting to put on a French accent. And Uh-oh. Ivan, the butler. Yep, uh, who is who, also, uh, he's also doing a bit of an accent, I think. Um, when he speaks, he doesn't really have a lot to say. No. Um, so basically what happens is, I mean, there's not a whole lot that happens at this point. They are all at the dinner party, they have the dinner, they're in the enclosed house, and it must be made clear again that there is a garden into which there is no access except for through the house. What you mean? There's no um, you mean there's no gate or uh, or door into this into no. this garden. No, you but, mean you'd think there would be, but there isn't. But h- how would people get in? <laughs> well, through the house. You've got to go through the house. Fucking crazy! These <laughs> these <laughs> these froggies, as they are referred to in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I would like to stick up for Tabby there and say that he is just paraphrasing Lord Galloway when he uses the uh, offensive term. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> it's still not cool to repeat it, even when you hear other people use it, Tabby. Um, but what about when I hear it in all those rap songs? Can I sing it then? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all about concept, Fogger. <laughs> Context. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? Uh, concept. <laughs> but oh, we, yeah. we, can, we can run with that. <laughs> yeah. My Frogger. Okay. <laughs> Um, and basically they have dinner the women go off again, as is the tradition in these times are sent off to do something with the other while the men smoke cigars and drink port the lady yep. Lady Margaret Gray and the daughter goes into the garden an um, argument then happens amongst the men in which it, what basically then uh, the chief of police gets called away an argument carries on the lord Lord Galloway and Tywin Lannister have an argument. Yeah. And Tywin Lannister goes outside where the woman is that he was in love with, blah, blah, blah. And they have a little chat and walk around the garden, do they not? They do. I, I think it should be pointed out that um, the uh, the major hates... hates <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the uh, garden didn't have a door. <laughs> I was getting that. <laughs> you managed to resist. <laughs> But now you mention it, it really should be pointed out that no entry, no exit, apart from through the house. So Exactly, thank you. Do not forget that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, as, as you call him, Tywin Lannister, the French Foreign Legion, um, uh, kind of very, very wooden acting the person who really just looks incredibly fucking awkward throughout the entire thing. Um, Charles Dance, you would expect better from him, but he is extraordinarily wooden in this. Oh fuck, is it actually Charles Dance? It's actually Tywin Lannister, did you not realise? No, no, I thought you were just trying to be fun. <laughs> no, no, that was actually a piece of research that I did. Oh, oh Well, when I say research, I mean see a man's face, recognise it to be a certain man. And then refer to that certain man as who he actually is. You can call it research if you want. I prefer not to dress it up with so many whistles and bells. It's more than I fucking did for this. So, your, your ability to recognise people is, is more effort than I've put in thus far. So. Thank you very much. Recognition at last. <laughs> So tell me about this garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no door. Um, in through the house, out through the house, etc. and so on. Um, so basically, they're having a big chat in the garden. And then everyone disappears for a bit. 
the American goes off to have a cigar because he doesn't like the smell of cigar <laughs> smoke. <laughs> yep, because uh, I mean that must that's a that's a proper curse. That's so like. <laughs> I think that's it's the like, worst line of dialogue that has ever been written in any television programme that I've ever seen. He lights up a huge fat cigar, he says, I love a cigar, but I don't like cigar smoke, and wanders off with the cigar. I, uh, yeah, it's like, fucking that's following me. I can't... <laughs> Why can't I get away from the stench of this fucking cigar? <laughs> I appear to have failed the grass set. I appear to have failed to grasp the context of holding something in my hand and it still being in my hand. Yeah, this thing that I've literally set on fire to create smoke, which I will inhale. Yeah. I'm happy to inhale it. Yeah. Hey, do you know what's right next to your fucking mouth? Your nose. That's... That's... So you did do some research. <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, moving on, moving on. So, da, 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 he goes off to have a cigar, the Lord Galloway falls asleep, and then basically the wife of Lord Galloway, Lady Galloway, wakes up Lord Galloway. He goes storming outside because he, he realises that his daughter is outside with Tywin Lannister. And... They separate, she goes inside, and then to cut a long story short, after some running around in the pathless garden with no door, uh, that Lord Galloway falls over a body yep. which appears to have had its throat cut. But, bum, bum, but, so... It hasn't. Dr. So, Ham so, Dr. Hamster comes, um, and he... <laughs> 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 he he decides to move the body, and what do we find? Well, they all do. Which, which 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 just on a serious police note here, which is what we're here for. It's worth noting that you've got a whole bunch of idiots at a dinner party. If you find a dead person in the garden, you do not pick them up <laughs> and carry them into the house. The police, I am imagining, from the experience I've gleaned from watching a lot of this shit for this yeah. podcast, they quite like to find the body where the body came to rest. This is this is true. Um, but again, you know, 1920s, plus also you've got, like, the chief of police there. Like, he, yeah. he, can, he can vouch for it. Um, he can so, roll anywhere he wants. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, he, can, he can get someone hung. Uh, and then just gloat. <laughs> pop in to see them for yeah. gloating. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> just popping down for gloating. <laughs> Sorry, uh, copyright Blackadder. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah, they uh, a few of them grab the body to pick the body up, only... When they pick the body up, the head remains yeah. <laughs> where it is on the ground. Which, you know, uh, uh, total honesty, I fucking whooped with glee when I saw that. It was, it was actually really good. Um, plus, also the effect was amazing because they didn't actually use like a fake head. They used like a real head, but then sort of like had like a cutaway of like the um, of, of the stump, effectively. So um, it actually for 1974. Uh, on a relatively low budget program looked fucking good um, relatively low budget completely piss poor <laughs> um, at this point they sorry all... is, that, is that the tagline for our podcast <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be yeah um, I don't know not that low budget I spend quite a lot of money on snack <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Did you that say snack with an N? Yeah, yeah. I was just just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so basically, then they go in. Every the Lord Galloway wants to accuse Tywin Lannister. Obviously, the daughter pipes up and says that. Uh, oh yeah, I mean we should say the body of the man in the garden. Is not one of the guests. No, no, no one knows who he is. Um, no one knows who he is. So somehow a man has managed to get into this impenetrable. Did we mention that there's no 
there's only one door into the house and there's no way into the garden apart that's, from through the house. That's, that, 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 is, that is correct. They, they also make, uh, mention that um, the walls are very high and have spikes on the top. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, because in this world, uh, no one has ladders or blankets to put over the spikes. So uh, that's... <laughs> that that should be that should be made made clear that um, or shovels with which one could dig potentially <laughs> a tunnel underneath the garden wall. So lest lest there be any doubt left in your minds as to just how impenetrable this fortress of a house is, um, yeah, that's uh, that's how that's how um, that, that's how much. So he's he's no one that we know. And so basically they have a big old parlour scene, everyone's shouting. And to cut a long story short, the Lord Galloway wants, is insistent that Tywin Lannister, the French Foreign Legion, did it. The daughter provides him with an alibi. Then his sword turns up covered in blood, but they find that outside and the so, American has disappeared. Yep, the Americans got so it, it should be noted that they have a ridiculous conversation of... Uh, what could possibly have cut this man's head off? Um, <laughs> um, and it's like, what about a double-handed sword? Conveniently enough, the American, the, the, uh, the when he goes off to like try and escape from the smell of his own cigar, um, he <laughs> he starts dicking around and that's like, you're a guest in this fucking house. He goes over, picks up a sword like there, there are a, a pair of double double-handed swords on the wall. Picks like up, any so, good medieval castle. Yeah, um, made of cardboard. Um, uh, picks up sword, dicks about with it for a bit, just dumps it back on the fucking table. Uh, like doesn't doesn't bother putting it back on the wall. Like imagine if you he have, does if, put it back on the wall, doesn't he? No, no, no. He, he he just dumps it on the table and picks up the other picks oh. up the picks up the other guy's saber. Ah, um, uh, yeah. But you know, imagine if like someone came to your house, like just you know. Was in a room on their own. Took a picture off your wall, looked at it for a bit, dicks about, and just dumped it on the floor. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that, that could. Is... I mean, that 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 could happen with my pictures, but I keep all my weapons and armory in a locked cupboard. <laughs> I said cupboard. I meant cupboard. <laughs> that was your uh, <laughs> your mobile storage unit. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, apart from the ones I keep strapped about my personal new time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, basically, the American has disappeared and the sword is found outside the house, despite the fact that the door is still locked and the butler says that there's no way the door could have been opened. And that pretty much is where we get to. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's covered. I think we've done a first... First, a grade A job there. <laughs> well, I don't know. Don't uh, <laughs> don't lose your head. <laughs> I thank you. Join us after this short piece of music, where Tabby and I will somehow <laughs> attempt to work out what the fuck is going on in this dreadful program. I have no fucking clue. Felony homicide. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> um, predictions. Tabby, why don't you tell me exactly what happens in the second half of Father Brown? <laughs> yes, why don't I? Over to you. Um, so I'm gonna <laughs> So I'm gonna set a scene. There's a garden. There's no way Fuck in. off. <laughs> um Okay, so we're immediately think we're meant to think that the crap American did it. Um, because uh, he's a terrible house guest. He uh, fucks with your shit, um, and then just leaves without uh, saying thank you. Um so it's clearly not obviously him. not. Can um, I, before having said over to you, <laughs> can I have one of my <laughs> trademark interruptions? Um, there are yeah, there, yeah, you, there you, are you, points that we have not mentioned, which I think are crucial to the plot in terms of what has occurred. Please help me. <laughs> Number one, I think the flower is of interest. 
they certainly they certainly make a big deal of it like even actually having like a, a, like a different cutaway shot where the butler adjusts it in its little yeah. bars um, like it's a big um, thing it's a it's obviously something that flower secondly father brown around the body and quite rightly so <laughs> the chief of police tells him to shut the fuck up when he mentions it but father brown finds some small twigs which are chopped up scattered around the body and that that appears to be father brown the great detective who i must say is hardly in this at all that seems to be his only clue he does he does fuck all there's a there's a scene where he does some like like almost inaudible muttering um and then then he finds some twigs um he also tells someone to go outside and that's that's it there is on the muttering point there is a lot of muttering there's a lot of things happen and then off camera all the other cast members go right okay so i've got a theory about this because this is basically uh, they're clearly they're clearly stage actors this could um, be a play i mean this is this is a point of mine as well sorry but this is basically a play because it's all in one location and there is no way in or out as we may have mentioned <laughs> but over to you sorry about that it would, it would fucking close on its opening night <laughs> the reviews were dreadful um, so uh, Father uh, Father Brown has his has his um, has his twigs. Um, I forgot where I was. <laughs> Sorry, that was my fault. So there's that, that, that. There's that, 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 and that. There's also the fact that the person in the garden is wearing dress clothes, almost as though he was dressed uh, yep. for dinner. Yes. Um, so it's clearly not the gardener. Um, but it's the American. Um, the is dead the man in the garden is the American. This is my theory. The dead man in the garden is the American for reasons best known to the people that wrote this plot. I do not know why. But the head, which is on the, the dead man, was smuggled in by that bread boy who came in with the bread basket and Father Brown remarked that there was no tradesman's entrance for half an hour. And... Uh, and I think so. I think some for some reason uh, the chief of police wanted the American dead, and I think and swap and swap the bread and, for and head. then yeah, uh, put the different. <laughs> he got the bread head, the dead bread head from the dead head bread basket, yeah, and he put that on the American's body so that no one knows he murdered the American. I mean, it's a theory. It, 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 I, I mean, I, I, com I commend you for actually making something because <laughs> I would guarantee that that's probably better than whatever they. And I reckon the twigs. I reckon the twigs were in some way. So, say you bought some vegetables or something, and they were laid in the basket on a layer of twigs and leaves to keep them from banging around. I reckon the head was wrapped up in twigs or something, and so. <laughs> Listen to what you're saying. I know it sounds like the ramblings of a deranged lunatic, but it does. But I'd like to hear your better version. Then go on. Off you go. Over to you. No more interruptions. Here we go. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea. Um, I'm because we don't know who this person is like this like this this mystery person has no backstory yeah. we don't know um, who's dead i mean that's the thing i think uh, it is the american but otherwise we don't know who it is at this point it would yeah i mean it would make sense um but i cuz you know the there's a there's a sort of point made where um uh, lannister like his his saber is lost um and it's his saber that's been used. They think it's him. Uh, clearly not him. Uh, I mean, they're all red herrings. The Duchess of all the people there. I'm. Go I'm going to say it's the. I'm going to say it's the girl. I because I have no no idea. She seems the least likely person to do it. Okay. So just going just going by that. Um, well, I uh, think it was the chief of police because he he was called out of the dinner party kind of maybe 20 minutes or something before this murder must have happened because the body's still warm, etc. So he gets called out. So I reckon it's definitely the guy 
whose house it is, and he has somehow worked this out. He somehow he somehow set this whole dinner party up so that he can off someone that he finds displeasing to him. Yeah, possibly the American. You know, because that American is a terrible guest. Um, but also, he's a terrible host because he fucks off for a large amount of yeah, time anyway. He's hardly so, ever there. Um, yeah. Um, that. What's a what a what a collection of contempt. Indeed, people. present company expected uh, in, uh, in, uh, included. In, 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 inspected. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're on form today. Oh, who, who would have thought the crippling depression would be so far? <laughs> Me? No, it's a serious issue. Um, well, listen, let's get back. Let's get back to it. Because the listener is is literally chomping at the bit to uh, yeah, <laughs> champing. Just uh, <laughs> is it champing? Yeah. Fuck off again. Um, join us after this very short piece of music, where Tabby will correct me at least four more times. <laughs> Five more. <laughs> very good. The detective inspectors. Hello. My name is Julius. <laughs> My name is Julius Breen. And I'm a character uh. in this program. Uh, My accent Ameri- is entirely believable. A genuine American. How, um, <laughs> how lovely to see you. Um, why not come into my house and just move my shit about? <laughs> It'll be my pleasure. See, because I'm an American, I think I own the world, so I'll do whatever I want, including give billions and billions of pounds to the Catholic Church. Well, try not to lose your head about it. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast, where we, and by we, I mean Tabby and I, Marcus is back, Julius Bain has uh, sadly departed these worlds. Um... (laughs) And uh, yeah, here we are. We've just watched the second half of Father Brown, episode 13. 13. The Not-So-Secret Garden. Not-So-Secret Garden. Uh, and yeah. Uh, any, any, any thoughts or feelings before we get into uh, what happens? Triumphalism. <laughs> Is the only one I can think of off the top of my head. So... Uh, I, I just can't stop thinking about twigs. <laughs> we go back and there's a scene with the body and it's it's the police chief and Father Brown. And Father Brown, I think you were counting, weren't you, Tabby, how many times Father Brown mentioned his fucking twigs? Uh, four times, one scene. Um... <laughs> what about the twigs? Hmm, the twigs. It was, it was all he fucking had. <laughs> it's like... It's Jesus fair. To, it's fair to say it's all he had, but it's also fair to say that he did. He didn't do much in the first half of this, but he did crack this case wide open. Um, I suppose so, but in the most tenuous of ways. There was no. Uh, get get into it and explain what happens, because because then I want to kind of. Tear Father Brown a new arsehole. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we go back. There's a big old, big old chat, isn't there, over the body? The doctor, uh, Doctor Hamster's got five unanswerable questions about the crime, which, if I'd yeah. been bothered, I would have written down. But uh, they basically what revisit I, them later on, don't they? What I really would have liked if it was like. I've got 1,700 questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) And no, the answer to most of them is not fucking twigs. (laughs) The twigs is such... It's such a lame... It's such a lame thing for them to have used as as the way that this works out, but... Yeah, yeah, as, as a way to solve this, but, but you know, let's get into it. Um, I, I will say, full credit, you were absolutely right. Um, nailed it. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much. I take no. Well, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it. So <laughs> you take you take masses of pleasure. <laughs> but I'm going to do it later. Oh, okay. Probably <laughs> in my closing thoughts. 
Uh, <laughs> and, and as you go to sleep tonight. Yeah. So basically, the first thing that happens is they go, uh, they've gone through the pockets and they find a dollar bill, a dollar coin in the pocket yeah. of the dead man, which, uh, you know, immediately made me think that I was correct and it was brain. Then what happens? Brain is still missing, and then there's a phone. It, it basically, to cut a long story short, it cuts to the morning, and the butler Beaumont or the assistant Beaumont takes a telephone call, and there's been another murder, and they start talking about how Brain is obviously a homicidal maniac. He somehow escaped, and he is killed again. He's a brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> killed again and then and basically then they get a, a delivery they basically reenact the final scene in the in the popular film seven and have a head delivered to the house in a wooden box what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> they then crack open the box look at the head and uh, the police chief and his assistant Beaumont look at the head and they're, yeah, that's definitely a head. Sort of examine the head. And it's only Father Brown that says, well, that's that's Brain's head. Yep. And it is quite <laughs> clearly Brain's head, which made me think that Beaumont was in on it as well, for him to have not recognised who that head was. You would have thought. I mean, I guess people kind of like maybe take a different look. You don't know this guy particularly well. Um, most of the men in this look kind of exactly the same. Yeah. They're just old men with beards. Um, I guess if you were shown if you were shown a severed head in a wooden box, your first thought is "fuck, it's a severed head." And yeah. All oh, that looks a bit like. <laughs> My first thought would be, "Why the fuck are you showing me this?" Why? <laughs> I came here for dinner. Now I've been yeah. forced to stay in your house overnight and you're now showing me a severed head in a wooden box. Think events have taken a rather unexpected turn. This is not... When I... when I Because we're in France, like you can legitimately RSVP, um, respond every s'il vous plaît. Um, Good knowledge. When I, when I respond every s'il vous plaît, um, I, I did not sign up for being shown a fucking head in a box. Um, this was not mentioned on the itinerary, which I was no. presented with on my arrival. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere on the menu was severed head. <laughs> Yeah. Which is surprising for France, really, because <laughs> you can eat all sorts, all sorts of shit there. <laughs> Especially at the time, severed head might yeah, be a delicacy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's just no, it's had grain like massaged down its throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So, so yeah, there's a head in a box. It's brain. It's a whole head, in fact, but it is a head so, of brain. Why? Right, you're writing... Marcus, you're writing a, a mystery story. Um, it involves decapitation. Um, your lead character, who will be decapitated, what surname would you give that <laughs> <bit? Would> you... <laughs> Well, I've got, I've got heads on my mind, and I'm thinking a lot about heads. Uh, brain. I guess. I guess every head has got a brain in it. Well, I, I was going for Mr. Bloody Neck, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it's Mr. Donald Capitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his sister Dee Dee. <laughs> Double decapitation. Yeah. <laughs> Double DD decapitation. Weird porn. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so basically, at this point, uh, the police chief continues his, well, he must have, he must have, he must have killed someone here and then escaped and then had his own head cut off. And it all goes on. And then at this point, Father Brown 
I mean, both the, there's a lot of other scenes in this, but they all concern Tywin Lannister. Twigs. And Lady Margaret <laughs> And Twigs. <laughs> and yes, Twigs, as you say. At one point, uh, I should just tell the listener, I had to stop the watching of the episode and go back because I could not hear what was going on because Tabby just kept shouting twigs at intervals so regular that I could not hear the dialogue I was also eating twiglets it's true it's true it was a lovely uh, a lovely coincidence that you happened to be eating twiglets on this episode yeah, uh, serendipitous, I would, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you eat twiglets on every episode, which you do, eventually you're going to eat twiglets on an episode where twigs are the main clue in a double murder. Well, you know, I, I, I said that I'd just pick this, pick this series at random. No, I <laughs> planned ahead. That's good. That's good. It's good, to sh- it's good to see you getting stuck into the research and... Trying to build yourself a, rep- a repetitive comedy line that you can use. It would be good if next time it could be more than just shouting the word twigs. But it's I can't a start. Anything. I'm gonna. It's gonna be the the niche kind of. Uh, we we're only gonna watch programs that involve twigs. Welcome to the final episode of the Detective Inspectors. Next week, the Twig Inspectors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I've got it. There's, there's got to be something there. I just can't do it. I, give, give me a moment. <laughs> okay. I will. Well, I'll tell you what, you try and think of that and I'll carry on with uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> so that's it, basically. Father Brown's worked it out. Tywin Lannister runs off eventually with the, the uh, Lord Galloway's daughter. They kind of make their peace. Everything's kind of... Oh, but basically, all the guests are told they're allowed to leave. They've been kept there overnight. They all leave. Father Brown's worked it out. And Father Brown sits down with the Doctor Hamster and Beaumont <laughs> with the bad French accent. And they... Father Brown basically tells them what's been... What happened. And that that's kind of it, isn't it? And what happened was... This is... This is what's happened is... The Chief Inspector doesn't like Catholics and didn't want brain to give loads of money to the catholic church so he he was showing apparently was showing brain some sword moves in the garden and that's (laughs) that's how and that's how all the twigs got cut off the trees and then he and then he lopped off the bloke's head he then threw the head and the sword over the wall and put the head of the man who was murdered earlier onto the body and hacked away it a few times to make it look like it had just been done. Uh, 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 Right. Uh, So, a few problems with this. Um, Why? It's such a massive, it's such a massive leap as to sort of like, right, you're dicking about with a sword in the garden. Um, Why on earth, like, so you, you (laughs) cut off, you cut off some, twigs from a tree like who is going to be so impressed in the fact that like oh look there twigs on the ground i'm gonna bend over and inspect these fucking twigs like i'm just gonna get down on all fours into into being killed position (laughs) yeah yeah into into the prime decapitation (laughs) (laughs) mode and i it just oh it's tenuous. It's tenuous to say the least. Um, it's tenuous, but it, it. But that's what happens. That's what happens. He throws the, the decapitated head of brain into the river. He throws the sword out into the road. Um, he puts the other head on, and then he he. But basically, it was his plan to create a crime that could never be solved, and he would get so, away with. And the Catholic Church so, would be a few quid poorer because brain wouldn't be able to give them all his money unless he had recently changed his will. The Catholic Church are fine. They've got they've got vast amounts of money. Um, they don't need some fucking idiot American to um, <laughs> to fund them. Like like someone who's like self-professed like oh no I just just 
spuck my money around all the religions and like and like Dr. Hampson's like well why not give it to science he's like oh no 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 not gonna fund science um, in like the age of the like the new enlightenment where actually people were getting their shit together and actually kind of like you know beginning to understand sort of like modern medicine and obviously like the first world war and sort of like created sort of like a, a, a great kind of like um, a, a system of kind of research and everything and it's like no no just spunk it all just, fucking re- <laughs> yeah just give it to the catholic just church random uh, yeah um, it's uh, oh. it's insane <laughs> it's insane but at the end I mean the program ends the daughter runs off with Tyrion Lannister everyone everyone Dr. Hamster and Beaumont are shocked that it was it was uh, the chief of police that did it and then he basically takes some sort of poison and kills himself and uh, that is the end of the programme that is the end yeah that that is the end we get some uh, I, I will say really like the titles uh, the, the title cards and the closing cards um, probably my favourite thing about the uh, about the episode, <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was it was good. I mean, it was it's it's a rare occasion when we when one of us guesses it correctly. There, I mean, but it was fairly obvious when you think about it. The evening dress was a clue in that first half that he was he, yeah. was he was dressed. Why why is nobody noticing that the man killed in the garden is wearing exactly the same clothes? <laughs> Not just evening you, dress, uh, dressed exactly like the man who was sat next to you at dinner a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to picture him kind of like running like running in circles around the garden trying to smoke, like trying to escape his own cigar smoke. <laughs> and then it's just a well-timed which, blow with which, the which sword. Would the, <laughs> which would be the perfect time to kill him. Um, okay, well let's, uh, let's, let's move to final thoughts after this very short piece of music. Closing arguments. So before we move on to final thoughts, let's just quickly cover the predictions. Uh, we'll do, we'll just, we'll quickly do the prediction and then we'll quickly do rankings and then we'll, and then we'll to pay perfectly over to final thoughts. Excellent. <coughs> Pardon me. Over to final thoughts. Uh, so I was correct. I take uh, I take no pleasure in that, apart from to say that, uh, that you're, you're you're as gracious as you are humble. Luckily, I'm also as good looking as I am modest. Uh, no, I was correct. Uh, it was bit. I mean, uh, they didn't mention that the the uh, the head was smuggled in in the bread basket, but that is the only logical explanation for that. So I think I was correct in that regard. Uh, but it was brain, and it was it was the guy. It was the chief of police that did it. So I would like to go first on the ratings, and okay, I would like to that's... say that anyone who can work out exactly what happened in that plot as succinctly <laughs> as Father Brown as did, you. as Father no, Brown as... <laughs> as Father Brown did, must be a wonderful, insightful, and intelligent mind. And I did not have the benefit of the twigs, remember? <laughs> so I would like to give Father Brown a detective rating. And we can only judge him on the episode we've watched. And he didn't do much in the first, in the episode. But in this episode, I would have to give Father Brown an eight on the detective scale and me a nine. <laughs> well... But well, I would like well, to. But well, I would. Well, I'm, but, glad, I'm glad that you've seen fit to rate yourself in this. <laughs> so you think you're better than Father Brown? You're one point better than Father Brown. I was not privy to the twigs. <laughs> you saw just as much as he did. No, that's true. That's true. Okay, an A each. An A each. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. That seems well, fair. I think that's fair <laughs> enough. But I would like to also say that on the subject of the programme itself, I would like to rate Father Brown a one. Oh! And I will, and this is one of those that I will never, ever, ever 
be watching a second of ever again. Uh, well, yes, as my as my words when we stopped. Well, that's one we don't have to watch again, um, yeah. which is is always kind of nice. It's it's one of the beautiful things about the, uh, doing this podcast is that uh, you can kind of really separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> you are you are ticking off shit programs you don't have to watch again. But then, were we not doing this podcast? You would never have had to watch it in the first place. <laughs> I might have accidentally stumbled across it and thought, well, <laughs> you know what I really want to watch this evening? I want to watch I want to watch a program from the seventies about a fucking idiot Catholic place priest. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. You've had a few beers. You go searching on YouTube for religious based busybody detective series. <laughs> Oh, you know me so well. <laughs> well, yes, unfortunately. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you rate Father Brown? How would you rate Father Brown? Um, right. Uh, I think he was actually pretty fucking useless. Um, uh didn't really need to be there. Didn't really do anything. Uh, he solved it. You know, he solved it. Without him, the... Chief of Police has got away with it. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes. <laughs> you were aware of what this programme's called, this podcast, right? The Detective Inspector. He detected that crime and he solved it. You have to give him credit. You've got, I know you don't like the Catholic Church. You've made that abundantly clear <laughs> over every episode we've ever done. But just because he's a priest well, doesn't well, mean you can't give him credit for a job well done. Right. Okay. Two things. Thank you for bringing that up. I was <laughs> doing my absolute best not to. Um, you know, no, no like sly digs. <laughs> um, but also, no. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a five. He was there. Uh, um, uh, but I will. I'm, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna give the program a. Seven. What? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just to annoy you. Um, no, it's it was actually, it wasn't so bad. Like production values were good. Like, uh, um, it's basically kind of based on the um, uh, on the special effects of the decapitated head, um, which I I thought was actually pretty good. And, and like even like. Um, I can't say it, like brain's head. Like it, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that looked good. That looked like a good severed head. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, like genuinely, genuinely good. Uh, it was sufficiently pasty yeah. to have believably spent a night in the sane. <laughs> I've never. I, I didn't quite understand why the head went in the river and the um, the, the sword didn't. And they uh, where did they get the sword? Because they got the sword back. I, I kind of assumed they found that in the garden. Um, I think he must have sorry. flung the head over arm to get distance between the garden and the house, but then tossed the sword under arm because he wanted the sword to be found right. to prove that Brain had had done it and then legged it. Because because uh, I would have like just attached the uh, like uh, just run the head through with the sword and like uh, tossed it over like like a chicken skewer. Um, <coughs> <laughs> That's a good not, idea. Not that I've thought about it, but, you know. No, that would have been very effective. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know why not? Why not do that? Why leave the sword to be found? I, I don't understand. Especially exactly. if you especially if you then are going to try and make out like another crime has been committed. Because uh, there was a weird moment where um, uh, the police chief guys like hands the sword back to um, uh, Lannister, um, who kind of puts his hand on it, um, which is I, I, presumably I, I'm, I'm giving you your sword back, but also I have to have it. So it was like sort of like a. Um, I think it's a ceremonial uh, grasping uh, yeah, of the handle, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So I kind of thought, oh, you know. People, <laughs> fingerprints have been invented. That would have made sense. Um, That's what I thought. Again, I thought, why has he uh, just put his hand on a murder weapon? Uh, uh, yeah, and left his fingerprints <laughs> yeah, exactly. on there. Um, it, so, I would, uh, I would say one of the reasons I gave this program a low mark 
is because in the prepisode, it's <laughs> so in episode one that we watched to prepare, there is a murder, and it turns out, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know what happens in episode one of Father Brown, then look away now. Um, go and watch it, come back. If you don't, just get a fucking life, do something better. Like, <laughs> that was the un, that was the context of what I said. If, you, if, well, if just... you read between the words. Um, but basically, he, he works out that the murderer in that first episode is the vicar. The vicar has killed his own brother, who is a womanising old buffoon played by the major from Forty Towers. And he says, yeah. and basically he works it out, and then he says, you've confessed to me now, so that's enough for me. I'm just going to leave and leave it up to you to decide whether you turn yourself into the police or not. It's like, that sums up what is wrong <laughs> with the Catholic Church and having a priest working as a detective. If you're happy to just say, okay, you did it, you've told me, just at least, you're, at least you've repented with God, you can go on your own so, way. It's like, no, fuck off, report him to the police. So, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you've taken up the mantle. <laughs> you've taken up the Catholic bashing mantle. That's well, no, but that, but that is insane, isn't it? He's conv- he. You know, he's, it's all fucking insane. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, that is my that is my final word on Father Brown. That's why okay. that's why I agree that Father Brown is a brilliant detective because you would need to be a brilliant detective to work out what happened, <laughs> like me. And but I cannot countenance a man of the cloth who is happy to just accept a confession and then not report the murderer to the police. So for me, Father Brown, very intelligent man, but stick to reading stuff out of books and telling people what number hymns and stuff. So the uh, guillotine, or guillotine, um, if you will, um, if you want to uh, trump your uh, one-for-one victory of this um, episode, um, I want you to tell me Mm -hmm. when you think the last beheading in France was as like a death penalty. Okay. Well, what were we? We were like 1950-something, 1955 or 1957 or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, it was like late 50s. So that was that was hanging. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's... So we got rid of it then. The French would have definitely been after that. So I'm <laughs> going to say um, 1963. It was three years after this programme was made in 1977. What the fuck? Yeah. Guillotine. A beheading by guillotine in 1977. Yeah. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) No river jokes. (laughs) There's really no river jokes. I think that may be... You may have just conjured up the darkest ever end to an episode of the Detective Inspector. It's been a hard week. Fair enough. I understand. I understand. Okay, well, let's well, let's close it out. Thank you, everyone. And by everyone, I mean the listener uh, for tuning in. Hey, Richard. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Richard or Rich, I think the, uh, yeah, I think there may be two listeners, both with the same name, bizarrely. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but thank you for listening. It's been fun. I think we've had fun on this one. We'll be back oh, yeah. with, please God, a proper detective programme with a policeman in it. Because it has been too long. It has been way too long. Oh, you're longing for the the heady days of LA, LA heat. I am. Who'd have thought I'd, I'd yearn for lethal weapon, the poor man's <laughs> lethal weapon. Um, okay, so we'll be back with something much more, uh, much more well thought out and chosen. And uh, yeah, uh, I've been Marcus Braeburn. Hey, I've been Tabby. And together we have been... The Detective, Detective 
Inspectors. Hey. Thank you, guys. Oh, by the way, um, if you want to contact us, um, it's uh, the Detective Inspectors at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at Detect underscore Inspect. Please, please do that and follow us. We've got 19 <laughs> followers on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it would really make me happy to get up to a magical 25 by the end of 2018. <laughs> like literally like the hamster hamster the <laughs> hamster doctor has more questions than we have followers it's, <laughs> it's true it's true there's almost more severed heads in this episode there are certainly more mentions of twigs in this episode than we have followers on twigger twitter sorry <laughs> twigger <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot, everyone. Goodbye. Garden's got no walls. <laughs> no, it's got walls. It's got no doors. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> it seems we are. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Good